You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 62 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members only subscription tier on versusmikehistory.com. Teachers played an extremely significant role <clears throat> in the development of black children. Now, I'll tell you one of the reasons why, several reasons, but one that is most outstanding. Black teachers in this community, by and large, have known that they had a dual role to function when it comes to teaching our children. And that is, they taught the subject matter and the student. Now, it may sound, it may sound contradictory, but it's, it is not. Because you can easily teach the subject matter, you know, uh, what is it, chemistry and so forth, balancing of equations and this, that, and the other, and learning the chemical compounds, so forth. But black teachers were very important to us because they taught us how to think and how not to think, how to think critically, analytically. This is where the teaching of the child or the student begins, you know, that you don't have to think just along, this is what it did for me, that you don't have to think just along a certain given line that has been, say, tailored and laid out for you. But use your own creative thoughts. You have thoughts, you know, use your own creative thinking and whatever you desire to develop or whatever may you may and, unfold. Now you okay. may well, want to have something to do. When I came along, I, I felt that teachers weren't just concerned with academics. The black teachers weren't just concerned with academics. They were concerned with the whole child, mm -hmm. the total child. Uh, they were concerned with the fact that you were clean, if you were clean or not. They were concerned with the fact that uh, whether you had eaten breakfast, that was a big concern. And if you hadn't, you know, they would, they would, they would uh, purchase you a quarter with a pint of milk yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But they were just concerned with our whole being, and they were concerned with uh, getting the, the most out of, out of a child. You had to do. You know, it wasn't, wasn't a thing that, you know, I do if I want to do. But our black teachers back then, they just... Just they had their their methods and their ways of bringing all of the beauty out of a child. They ma made you feel that you were somebody. Welcome back, folks. We are here again for another episode of Versus Mike History. Um, it has been an eventful past couple of weeks. Um, the weather is finally starting to break on the East Coast and the Northeast uh, for everybody who's in this area. And, um, you know, it's been quite eventful past couple of weeks. Basketball, the NBA playoffs are in full effect. Um, people are getting bounced out that I wasn't expecting at all of the first round. And, um, yeah, you know, people are back outside for sure. Um, this past weekend was beautiful. And, uh, you know, it's finally starting to look like summertime. Now, of course, um, COVID is still very active and present, so people should still be wearing their masks and, um, you know, social distancing, 
But, you know, I guess we're moving or transitioning into an era where majority of people are vaccinated. And if you choose not to be vaccinated, just make sure that you aren't putting yourself and other people at risk. That's pretty much it. All right, family. So as always, you know, we got to lead with love. And this week, I want to start by giving a shout out to the friends and family over at Brown Mill. They recently opened their first flagship store in Newark, New Jersey. They had um, a very dope event over the weekend. And, you know, it's just showing a nice transition into an era of creatives in Jersey. Um, It's really really a beautiful thing. Um, Shout out to everybody that came out to the event as well. And, you know, it just goes to show that Everybody in Jersey is doing their thing right now. So shout out to Brown Mill. Shout out to all the Jersey creatives. And let's keep it moving. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and get into our Black Spotlight of the week. And for this week, I want to highlight Simone Biles. Uh, I want to highlight Simone Biles because she is just a goat in her own respective field. And she continues to outperform everyone else by a long shot. And um, her performances are absolutely amazing. And she's just uh, won her seventh all-around U.S. gymnastics championship title uh, on Sunday with an overall score of 119.950, which makes her the most, which gives her the most wins at the event by any woman in American history. Shout out to Simone Biles, making black women look amazing all over the country, all over the world, making black people look great all over all over the country and all over the world. Um, performing at the highest of your ability, giving it your all, and, you know, just showing out and being what you were meant to be. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight just because um, it came on on Sunday night and it's still fresh in my mind. And, yeah. So Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather um, decided to fight on Showtime uh, because, you know, the Paul brothers have been on a nice, nice little string of um, fights with different celebrities and different athletes of of that nature. And Logan Paul was able to secure a fight with Floyd Mayweather, surprisingly, even though um, unlike Jake Paul, he has only had two fights. And of those two fights, one was official, and he lost that one. Um, nevertheless, Floyd Mayweather agreed to the fight, and they got, in a, got into the ring. And Floyd did what he was supposed to do. He whooped his ass. Um, it was a very good fight to me. Uh, it just showed how well Floyd Mayweather is as a boxer, and it showed how in, uh, experienced Logan Paul was. It was definitely entertaining and seeing like a grown man lean all put all his body weight on somebody that's like three or four inches shorter than him that's just giving him the work with the hands. Um I don't think that these things should be made regular because Floyd Mayweather is a businessman at the end of the day and he saw this more as a business opportunity rather than um you know, a place to showcase his skill still at his age. And, um, you know, people could really get hurt if people start doing this, you know, but, you know, obviously there are things 
uh, in place to keep that from happening. Um, for example, there were no win. There was no technical winner to this uh, to this match. KOs were allowed, but uh, technically there was no winner, and it was only eight rounds. So you know, uh, one other major thing that I want to note uh, in regards to this fight is that. Uh, it was it premiered on Showtime pay per view, and one of the things that I saw a lot on social media, and even in group chats on my phone, is that Showtime could not handle the amount of people who wanted to see this fight, and they had to give a lot of money back, and they couldn't. Um, they ultimately fell victim to people pirating the fight because they themselves couldn't uh, manage the capacity of viewers that uh paid to see this fight which is incredible to me but um i say that to say bet on yourself you know keep your operation independent and you know get your bag where you can shout out to everybody involved and it was a great fight at the end of the day okay so i want to move on to some more uh important news in naomi osaka because naomi osaka decided to withdraw from the French Open this year to focus on uh, her mental health. One of the main things uh, surrounding this story was the fact that uh, Naomi Osaka was preparing herself for the French Open and she felt as though um, she needed to bypass uh, the press release in order to keep her mental health uh, steady for the French Open. And the Basically, the French Open uh, responded and said that if she decided that she um, wouldn't do the press release, then that she would be fined. And even before they put that statement out, she said that if you guys find me, can you please donate the money to a mental health organization? And it didn't seem as though they were playing. um, They were trying to, like, play any type of game or leverage uh, Naomi's star power and her athleticism with the fact that she's crying out for mental health. And um, ultimately what happened was that she decided that she was going to withdraw from the French Open. And I have this article from Afrotech that I want to go over with you guys because it speaks about how um, the Calm app is going to pay uh, the fines for Naomi Osaka breaking her... uh, press release. So last week, Naomi Osaka decided to pull put her well-being first by opting out of a press conference during the French Open before ultimately withdrawing from the tournament as a whole. Her decision to prioritize her mental health sparked conversation on the weight that lies upon the shoulders of professional athletes. Not only did fellow athletes like Venus Williams, Usain Bolt, and, other rally, and others rally behind Osaka's decision, but now the meditation app Calm stands with the four-time Grand Slam champ. Grand Slam champ. They also share that they stand with other tennis players looking to do so, looking to do the same when it comes to protecting their peace. On Wednesday, June 2nd, the company announced that it had pledged $15,000 to French youth sports charity uh, Laureus and that it will pay the fine of any Grand Slam tennis player who will decline media appearances for the sake of their mental health. Calm will also match the $15,000 with a donation to Laureus. Um, shout out to the Calm app for that display of good PR, first and foremost. And um, 
shout out to Naomi Osaka for, you know, prioritizing her mental health. Um, a lot of people have come out and spoken against her, just um, as many as or more than the people who have spoken up in support of her. And it's incredible to me, really, because um, it shows that people have no empathy for um, professionals in, in their craft. Like, I see it in music, and we see it in entertainment, and we see it in sports so often, and it's like, yo, people are putting their... People have put, in, put their all into this thing that you have come to uh, digest from them on some large scale. And because this person wants to take a step back and focus on their health in order to provide a better, um, provide better entertainment for you, the, the fan, the listener, whatever, the watcher, um, you know, it, it usually gets met with uh, disruption and in fighting and it's just not right so i hope that we can get past this um on a large scale for athletes and that you know we can move forward with um you know athletes having better mental health because that's what it's about more athletes more entertainers everybody that's what it's all about and if we're gonna stay on sports for a little bit i just want to talk about the nba playoffs just because there has been um, a lot of disruption, a lot of disruption going on in the league this year. Um, so coming off this this past year that we had, we saw that the NBA was in a bubble in Orlando and that um, a lot of teams performed well in the bubble uh, with no audience and a lot of players performed well. And um, this led to, this culminated with the Lakers winning a championship and, um, you know, the league only being an uh, off season for about three or four months. And uh, I know that there was a lot of pushback from athletes in terms of, uh, you know, trying to get more space and time for athletes to to rest before the league got back started. But ultimately, Adam Silver and all the powers that be decided that it was best for the league to move in the direction that they're moving in and fast forward to today we see how that has impacted not only the regular season but the playoffs um at this point of recording um the clippers have made it out the first round they beat uh the mavericks but lebron and the los angeles lakers have lost in the first round to the suns damian lillard and the Portland Trailblazers, um, they lost in the first round. My Knicks lost in the first round. Uh, the Grizzlies lost in the first round. So there isn't a lot of star power in the playoffs this year. Uh, well, in the sec- going into the second round of the playoffs. This isn't to say that there aren't any players who aren't high-caliber performers who aren't well-known to large audiences, but we lost a lot of major stars uh, moving into the playoffs and into the second round even. Uh, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors didn't even make it to the playoffs this year. Um, That being said, it is a nice transition period going on in the NBA right now because we get to see younger athletes such as Devin Booker, 
Donovan Mitchell step up to the plate and become, you know, the leaders of their teams that they train to be following all of these superstars who we've known to love over the past, you know, close to two decades. Um, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see. Um, you know, we still, they're still, uh, the Nets are still in the playoffs. They have Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, and Blake Griffin on one team. So um, that's who I would probably put my money on in terms of who's winning the championship this year. And uh, it's actually funny to think about because if they win a championship, that means that there will be a parade in New York this year. And I think that that parade is going to be absolutely bonkers in Brooklyn. I'm going to go regardless. I'm not a Nets fan, but I haven't been a Nets fan since they moved to Brooklyn. But I'm going to go to that parade for sure. Um, Yeah, I just think it's going to be a good time. I think that ultimately um, it can't really put that big of a – it's not really putting that big of a damper on the league. It just shows that, um, you know, players using the whole super team method can only work but for so long. You know what I mean? Like athletes are going to get – are prone to get hurt. Um, It happens. It's a normal part of – um, athletics and you know um, we just seen a new regime take over in the league that's all it is really that's really all it is I love to see it though so shout out to all the young guys all the old guys you know enjoy vacation and plan for retirement man okay I got um, I got some better news some very very dope black news so Issa Rae is joining Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse sequel as Jessica Drew slash Spider-Woman. And I'm getting this from Hollywood Reporter, so bear with me. Phil Lord and Chris Miller have co-written the script and are back as producers. Issa Rae is entering the Spider-Verse. Rae, the star of HBO's acclaimed comedy drama Insecure, has joined the voice cast of Sony Pictures Animation's, Sony Pictures Animation's sequel to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Ray becomes the first addition to the franchise's roll call that is, that includes Shameik Moore, Hailey Stanfield, who are representing their roles as Miles Morales and Spider Gwen, respectively. Plot details are being kept hidden in the uh, circuits of a super collider, but will continue to feature an array of Spider characters drawn across Marvel Comics' time and space, according to sources. Ray will join as Jessica Drew, aka Spider Woman. Lord and Miller are also back as producers, as are uh, Amy Pascal, Avi Arad, and Christina Steinberg. Alonzo Ruvalcaba uh, is co-producing. Uh, and this is set to premiere on October 7th, 2022. Shout out to Issa Rae, man. She don't know how to not work. And I say that with the most, with the utmost respect. Um, she is truly an inspiration and whether it's as an actress or a producer or a director, she's always doing her damn thing. Like nobody can get in her way. So shout out to her. Very inspirational woman. I can't wait for the Spider-Verse too. I'm very, I'm looking forward to what they try to do in the second film because it, they could easily have capped it off with the first one, but studios will studio and sequels will sequel. And we'll have to see what's in store for the next film. So let's move on. All right. I want to close out with some recent news that I think is important to touch on for uh, 
all black communities just because um, when our voices are impacted in a way that we can't um, get out our thoughts and views in uh, a way that can protect our community, I think it's um, a reason to speak up. And the reason I'm saying this is because it recently um, became a news post that Nigeria was suspending Twitter indefinitely after uh, the president's post was removed. And I'm getting this from Afrotech, so bear with me. Just two days after Twitter removed a post from Nigerian president, uh, Mohamedou Buhari, that threatened to punish regional secessionists, the country announced that it was suspending the social media giants' activity. According to Reuters Information Minister Lai Mohammed said that the government made the critical decision after the pre, uh, the persistent use of the platform for activities that are capable of undermining Nigeria's corporate existence. And though Minister Mohammed didn't go into detail about what those activities entailed, it was implied that social tech giants' decision to remove Buhari's post played a huge factor, if not was the sole determining factor in their drastic move. Twitter is also saying that they are deeply concerned about their suspension by the Nigerian government and, quote, we will provide updates when we know more. With that said, Twitter's website and app continue to work in the Nigerian capital, Abuja, as well as the commercial capital of Lagos. Um, I think that I disagree with the Nigerians, the Nigerian government's decision to um, suspend all of Twitter's activities. Uh, in Africa, well, in in Nigeria, excuse me, um, simply because uh, those people deserve to have those voices have those have their voices heard, and there's been a lot of stuff in the news uh, regarding Nigerian citizens, Nigerian police officers, and in the Nigerian government, in terms of unfair treatment, clash clashes between citizens and their police officers, and just straight up corruption you know so any government trying to silence the voices of their citizens uh, I'm always going to disagree with and I'm always going to shed a light on and um, you know it's important that even though it said that there are still a couple of cities within Nigeria like Lagos um, that still have access to Twitter a majority of the nation doesn't and this is an entire nation so imagine Everybody in the country doesn't have Instagram except Texas. You know what I mean? Like it would be it would cause a, a very huge uproar. And, um, you know, it's essentially people being silenced. That's corny. I'm not for that at all. And, um, you know, the government needs to get it together. So it is what it is. All right, people, it's time to get into some new music. And before we get into that, I just want to make a little announcement that I did um, release a new playlist. It's called Late Night Lover. It is available on Tidal and it is available on Spotify as well. You can find the links to that on versusmyhistory.com right in the latest playlist section. I would appreciate you guys to check it out. I love R&B. And anybody who knows me knows I love R&B. So all I do is make R&B playlists. Go and check that out. It's a good time. But let's get into some new music. Uh, Lil Baby and Lil Durk, they drop off their album, Astounding. Lil Durk and Lil Baby um, can do no wrong. Like, it's like, it's crazy. And uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Lil Baby. Not to say that 
I don't think that he's a great artist. I just, it's something about his voice for me personally. That It doesn't take anything away from his rapping ability though. And uh, the voice of the hero is quite, it's quite astounding. They really did what they needed to do. And the features were very properly placed, might I add. Um, I think everybody understood the assignment. Lloyd Banks dropped off his album. I did not get to listen to that yet. I think I'll uh, be getting into that soon. Um, let me find the name of that because it is important to show niggas love. Uh, the name the name of Lloyd's new album is uh, The Curse of the Inevitable. And he released that independently, by the way. Um, not with G-Unit. Uh, Roddy Rich. Leaves off his new single I'm a big Roddy Rich fan It's called Late at Night That actually is the sound selection for today's episode So you guys will hear it in a few uh, Meek drops off a, Meek drops off his single Flamers Flow um, I think that is dope It has gotten really good responses From uh, people on social media And um, other parts of the internet And uh, yeah Meek is getting back into Meek is getting back in the form. And it's uh it's about time, so good shit. Raheem Devon and Apollo Brown, they released an album that I have not checked out yet. Um I'm actually upset because I'm looking forward to listening to it. It's called Love Sick. Um Smoke Dizza, he released a project called The Hustlers Catalog 2. Brockhampton, they drop off Roadrunner. Um and Robert Glasper and Derek Hodge release a wonderful, wonderful musical soundtrack for um, this first season of Run the World, which I believe is on Stars. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know how good the show actually is, but this soundtrack is phenomenal. Robert Glasper can do no wrong in my eyes. And um, yeah, I think that everybody should check that out. The um, So that's the Run the World season one soundtrack. And what else do we have? I think that is it. That's all we have for music, so we'll get into some new TV. Um, I have been watching the fourth season of The Handmaid's Tale frivolously. I don't know if that's the right word, but I have been watching uh, at the edge of my seat for the entire season. It's been great, man. Like This is one of my top favorite shows, and this season has probably been one of the best seasons. It's been very emotional, and they are looking to definitely wrap up the series. Um, I love when you can watch a series and tell that it's coming to an end soon rather than watching it and seeing seeing um, characters start to develop new stories and new situations kind of out of the clear blue sky. I like when things end. Uh, Modoc is also, Handmaid's Tale is on Hulu. Modoc is also on Hulu. I've watched the first episode. The first episode was really good. I have not watched um, any episodes since then, but I really did enjoy the first episode. It is a nice, um, change of pace from what we've been getting on Disney plus in terms of WandaVision and, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's not to say that those shows aren't as good, but this animation style, uh, the voice cast in terms of, uh, how lighthearted and, you know, inconsequential, uh, this content can be for an overall storyline is very refreshing because all of the everything is connected and 
it's all in the same universe. It's cool, yes, but sometimes we just want one-off stories where it doesn't affect anybody else or anything, and we can just enjoy that and move on. And I think that that's um, a good example of what Modoc is. Uh, additionally, uh, Loki is set to premiere this Wednesday on Disney Plus. Since we're staying on Marvel stuff. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that series more so now than when it was first announced. Uh, I'm not going to say that I, I'm I'm a fan of Tom Hiddleston. He had a really great uh, limited series on AMC that I that I watched. And, you know, his role as Loki um, in the Marvel films has, you know, been phenomenal. And uh, the review embargo was up on it yesterday and all of the good people in those circles said that the first two episodes are great and we see multiple versions of loki in these first two episodes and that is it is a nice change of pace from what we've seen um in wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier as well so it's very dope that we get in this new series that's going to explore a lot of new concepts and yeah um, lastly, I will touch on Jupiter Legacy being canceled at Netflix, uh, just because um, it's is a very interesting it's a very interesting topic because superhero movies and stuff like that are like all the rage. Everyone knows this, um, and Netflix bet big on this on this franchise, um, and people just didn't respond to it well. I know personally, I didn't uh, watch this series, but from what I did see, uh, the production was high. You can tell that it was a high production cost to put this together, but that the quality didn't necessarily match the amount of money that was going into it. Um, I also heard that the storyline was not captivating enough and that the entire first season was kind of backstory setting up what was going to be what the series was intended to be. And I find that all interesting because this is a problem that Netflix has had for a while now. Even going back to an amazing series such as Daredevil, where the first season we don't see Daredevil in his costume until the last episode, I think. And he had two uh, seasons afterwards to be in his in his suit. Um, but that whole first season is just backstory like leading up to and he's an and he's an entire the funny part is that the first season is almost mostly entire um entirely backstory uh flashbacks and him leading up to the point of becoming daredevil even though he's been doing daredevil style things for years before we get to the point that we are in the beginning of the series now i'm on a tangent so i'm going to get back into um our news um the jupiter legacy cinematic universe whatever that's called over at netflix is still um producing content they're gonna um shift their focus to an animated series uh of which i don't know the name of and the creators of jupiter jupiter's legacy will expand the universe and explore characters in the animated show rather than this live action thing and um you know every comic is not meant to be adapted into the full to, to the big screen some comics are meant to be comic books um it is what it is everybody can't win and um you know these streaming wars are gonna there's gonna be have to be casualties to these streaming wars so it is what it is 
Um, and I think that that'll be it for today. You know, it's been a really good episode. The summer is finally here. I'm happy. Let's stay safe, guys. Let's not, you know, let's not um, be irresponsible in terms of our personal health, in terms of being violent, in terms of putting ourselves in any types of situations. I just want to see all black people flourishing. Juneteenth is on the way. Summer's here, like I said, over and over again. This is just the time where I flourish the most. And uh, I'm excited. And I'm excited to be back with you guys again as well. And I'm going to wrap up right there. Uh, And let's get into... Yeah, I'll wrap up right there. So as always, some topics, questions, music, and movie suggestions. Follow the podcast on Twitter at History and on Instagram and the fan base app at Versus Mike History. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. And this week's sound selection comes from Roddy Rich. And then it is called Late at Night. So I'll see you guys next week. And stay beautiful and stay black. Late at night, kiss me in the morning or late at night. Long as you come through, I'ma make it come over and over. I'ma treat you like I'm supposed to. You better never make no time for the. Cause when I ride, I'ma ride, ride with you. I can't win nobody. I can't keep living like this. I can't. I tell her what it is and I tell her what it ain't. She know that I've been all on the walls like I paint. So that at times I wanna give you trust, but I can't. I really got it out the mud, climbing up the ranks. When they see me outside, I'm a high roller. I've been on a global jet, got fly soul. And I got the Gucci splattered all on the knickknacks. 50 racks, I'm about to break off like a Kit Kat. And a purse got F's like the wheels on the back I just f***ed off a million, but I still got a sack Sure they know that I'm the realest, she know I be speaking facts She know that I'm the same that I was pushing cat She know I got the game, but I'm never gonna give it back Every time that we I gotta run it back Late at night Kiss me in the morning or late at night Long as you come through, I'ma make it come over and over I'ma treat you like I'm supposed to you better never make no time for the Cause when I ride, I'ma ride, ride with you I told Shotty never get too comfortable I like to feel like the yeah, untouchable I like to feel like it's never going one way I like to see your body dripping, Eliante I say I like the way I took it on a wave I had you screaming my name I Late at night Kiss me in the morning or late at night Long as you come through, I'ma make it come over and over I'ma treat you like I'm supposed to You better never make no time for the Cause when I ride, I'ma ride, ride with you Ride, 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 ride Ride, 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 ride Ride, 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 ride Ride, 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 ride